everybody. Welcome to Game Goose, uh, the safest podcast in the neighborhood. My name is Dan Curry. Uh, we are here in the studio. Uh, across from me, Clinton Brower. How are you, Clinton? I'm doing well. I am doing well. Good. I'm doing well. Good. I thought there was going to be more to I that. I thought there was too, so <laughs> don't feel left out. decided to move on. Uh, Neil in New York, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, no... <laughs> No coronavirus yet. All right. Well, stay safe. Protect your lungs. Uh, <laughs> nice movement. Was that a lung protection movement? I was. I was gonna make a corona joke, and it didn't come out either. I got the yips from from Clinton. Gotcha. <laughs> well, today is January twenty eighth. This is season two, episode twenty six. Uh, what video games have you guys been playing recently? I uh, have been kind of. I, I don't know. Every time I get on to play games, no one's around, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I've been just kind of monkeying around with different things. I uh, played a bit of Factorio. I uh, played a little bit of Euro Truck Simulator 2. Drove some things from London over to uh, Sheffield, I believe. Some fertilizer, you know, got to keep the uh, plants growing. Uh, and then... Uh, Played some Overwatch, trying to get some of those uh, Chinese New Year skins. Which happy year of the rat to everyone? Ooh. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know. Some things here and there, but nothing. Some league, of course. Mm-hmm. A little bit of league, but other than that, not much. Cool, cool. Uh, Neil, how about you? I have played something we will talk about later. I have played uh, Apex and mm-hmm. Overwatch and a little more. Uh, untitled Goose Game. Oh, nothing you... big to say though. Okay, uh, Neil. And I, I mean, it's just a fun, silly game. Yeah, I got a lake and a rake. I've angered a bunch of people. You got a, you got a rake and a um, lake. I'm assuming. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's what I play before Dan gets on. Oh, and then of course a whole bunch of Divinity. Yeah, too. We played a lot of Divinity too. I think we're at fifty-five hours now. Um, it's still fun. Yeah, it's uh. The one thing, another thing that I mean, we talked about a lot last week, so we won't get into it. But one thing that's kind of happening now is there's all these different like factions, and at different moments you kind of have to take different like sides. Yeah. So kind of at the beginning, the magisters are kind of your bad people, and then uh, there's times where it's like, oh, the magisters are fighting the Black Ring or whatever they are, and we're like, oh, I guess I guess we have to help the magisters right now. So that's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, and it's also kind of confusing. Like, you get into a battle, and you're so used to somebody being an enemy, and all of a sudden they're neutral, and mm-hmm. you don't really notice, and then you kill one, and then you're fighting a whole... Or you just hit one, and all of a sudden you're fighting double the amount of enemies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's still fun. Um, yeah, not much else to say about it. Kind of more of the same, but enjoyable. Every time... Like, I think the gameplay loop that kind of keeps me going is, like, when you get to like a level where you get a bunch of new powers or like a bunch of new equipment and then you're like okay i can't wait to go try these things and that's kind of what keeps you going um on my end i played a little bit of switch i got um hyrule warriors for switch um it's a game i liked a lot for wii u i still like it um there was one issue in one of the levels that i looked up and it's pretty common i guess is they tell you to go do something you go to do it, and the quest marker like doesn't go away, and it keeps telling you to do it, even though you've done it. 
So what you have to do is kind of just do the next quest without knowing what it is. Like they tell you, like someone on the screen tells you what it is, but there's no marker. You just have to go to it and then it will like skip and catch up with you. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying. And apparently that's been there for a while and kind of just the major glitch of the game. Other than that, it looks good. Um, it's still fun. If you haven't played Hyrule Warriors, if you're a fan of Zelda, I'd try it. If you're a fan of Hyrule Warriors, I'd try it. Um, just it's, and it's nothing. It's not like you're going to be like bogged down with story or whatever. You just, it's something you can pick up and play a level and be done. Yeah. Just it's, it's also fun. Cause like Zelda is a lot of fun, but there's not a lot of, uh, combat in any Zelda. There's not a ton of combat. I think Breath of the Wild probably has like the most. Uh, but it is fun to be Link and just be mowing down like armies of things. Yeah. yeah. Different moves. Um, then I started playing a game called Gris, I believe is how you say it, but it's G-R-I-S. I think it's French for gray. I don't know. For, for gray? For gray. Yeah, like the color gray. I can't speak on that yet, except for that it's beautiful. That's all I'll say so far. I'm not quite sure what's going on, what I'm doing. Uh, I've unlocked the color red. <laughs> so I don't know anything else beyond that. But nice. you do that pretty quick. I started playing, actually, Evo Land too. What is that? Uh, well, Evil Land, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts out like... Evil Land also. Because yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, there is Evil Land 2. Uh, it is a RPG. And mm-hmm. it kind of evolves as you play through it. Okay. So, like, it starts out, you can only move to the right, and then you open a chest, and now you can move left, and you open that chest, and now you can move up and down, and then you unlock sound effects, and then you unlock music, then you unlock color, and That's then cool. you unlock 16-bit color, and then... You're playing this on PC, I'm 64-bit color, yeah. That's so, cool. And then it, like, switches from, like, original Zelda running around kind of thing to, mm-hmm. like map map mode rpg turn-based fighting and then you go back in and you get different uh and like it keeps it goes through like all the different kind of iterations of classic rpg games eventually ends up like a 3d game and stuff interesting this is something i definitely want to check out so yeah that's cool what what, what was the title again evo land evo land gotcha it's on steam wonder if you can get it on mac do you think it's probably not very... Uh, it might be on Xbox, even. Yeah, interesting. It's 2013, and so it's a French game. Mm. All these Windows French games. OS X, yeah. Oh, and Android and iOS. Interesting. Cool, maybe I'll get it on my phone. Um, any other games anybody's been playing? Nope. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I, I like I've mentioned before, I picked up a couple things, but... Everything I pick up is just a waste time until Neil's on to play Divinity. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's all that's happening. Um, let's talk upcoming games. We're finally starting to get into a little bit of stuff. Um, today, January 28th, Warcraft 3 Reforged comes out for PC. Um, so that's the remastered Warcraft 3, which is pretty cool that Blizzard hasn't forgotten about just like the turn-based strategy kind of stuff. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet comes out for PC, Xbox, PS4. I've heard that's all right if you're in for like a wacky kind of first-person shooter. And Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire comes out for PS4 and Xbox. And Thursday, January 30th, Speaking Simulator comes out for PC and Switch. Have you seen videos of that game? I haven't. So it's a speaking simulator, and you have to apparently move like different parts of your mouth and your tongue to attempt to talk to people. (laughs) <laughs> okay so i don't know if i talked about a game that courtney played called 
Manual Samuel. Do you know about yeah. that? I've played it, yeah. Yeah, so that's a game where you have to like manually control a man and his breathing. You have to remember to breathe and you have to like every step you take and everything like that. So I, it's kind of like that, but just for somebody's mouth. <laughs> so I'm looking at a teaser video and it looks absolutely insane. <laughs> There's a lot of pieces in your mouth to move too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I've never, yeah, I've never played it. I've just seen people post about it in, in the beta and stuff. So, all right, very quickly we're to the news. So, um, this is well, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Um, this is from, Co- oh no, sorry, we're going backwards now. This is from Kotaku. Uh, the a federal court has declared that being muted in a video game doesn't violate your civil rights. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> I mean, How not, would it? Exactly. Not that this surprises anybody, but it's now down. So basically, um, there was a streamer. There's no government-run yep. video game company. Yep, yep. So Amril Elansari, he apparently sued um, the developer uh, of RuneScape. J-A-G-E-X. Jagex? Jagex. Jagex. After the company muted him in the game... Uh, last year, he was unable to uh, communicate with the other players, so he uh, um, sued them, saying that they muted him, and it constituted violation of due process, discrimination, attack on free speech, and human rights. So initially, the U.S. Eastern District Judge okay. Mark A. Kearney dismissed the case in July of 2019. Kearney wrote, these allegations cannot state a plausible constitutional claim because the First Amendment and its constitutional free speech guarantees restrict or free speech guarantees restrict government actors, not private entities, which many, many people in the country don't understand. <laughs> so he appealed and does that didn't does it say out. anything? Does it say anything about what he did to get banned? Did he violate other people's humanity with his words? Um, you know, it doesn't say that. I wonder if he he probably left that part out, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you yeah. want to make a good court case, I'm sure there's some unsanitary things in there. Yeah. So um, he <laughs> appealed to the United States Court of Appeals, and they tossed it again. Um, so Title II prohibits discrimination on the ground of race, color, religion, or national origin, wrote the Court of Appeals, even generously construing Lanzari's complaint to raise a claim of public accommodation, discrimination, and assuming that Lanzari can bring such a claim to this context at no point either in the district court or on appeal has Lanzari alleged losing access to Jagat's online game due to discrimination based on any of the grounds protected by Title II. So basically, he wasn't that discriminated against. Whatever he did, they're saying... He earned it. Yeah. <laughs> the Eastern District Court. Has, I feel like oh, you have sorry, to be ahead. pretty like, like over the top to get like any kind of punishment in a game like RuneScape to be able to oh, be completely I mean, banned from talking to any yeah. other player. That's pretty intense. You must have been a jerk. <laughs> you and it couldn't jerk. have been. And it couldn't have been a direct threat. Otherwise, they would have cited that. Like you. Yeah. You know. um, so. It's it's got to be just some super colorful language. <laughs> so here, speaking of him being over the top or over the top, the Eastern District Court has heard a lot from Ilansari a lot recently. He has filed ten suits in the past year and a half, <laughs> according to Penlai, which first reported oh, on the Jagged suit. 
Um, <laughs> in November of last year, the Court of Appeals similar did away with the suit and was Lanzari claimed he'd been scammed by Tinder. <laughs> in the little uh, in parentheses, truly, who among us has not had a crappy date and taken it to the United States Court of Appeals? <laughs> you know? so, I I just want to say that when I flew home from Christmas, I had I had purchased a Windows seat. This is on mm. Spirit Airlines. This yeah. was this was tw- this was maybe twenty five dollars. I'm not a big spender. I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'll be on the window so I can take a nap. And of course, who sits next to me? but a newlywed couple with a baby. Mm-hmm. And the husband very politely asked me, hey, do you mind taking the aisle seat? It's just easier if the baby's next to the window. And instead of getting in, instead of explaining, no, I paid for this seat, uh, like, I, I really want to be here, I just didn't have the energy for it. I just said, sure. And I switched. And now, I am a 28-year-old man. I don't understand where you get the energy to to come up with what ten Supreme Court cases a year, not ten court cases a year, and have have the the wits to follow through. Yeah, this man is on something. <laughs> I'm finding another episode or another, and it's not Tinder anymore. Right? <laughs> another article on Vice in a box asking if anyone witnessed what happened. Ilansari wrote, "Viewers on stream witnessed." <laughs> my 17 subscribers saw um, it all state what you want the court to do for you and the amount of monetary compensation if any you are seeking and the basis for such compensation it's all handwritten by the way every little thing so there's like scans of it whatever the jury sees fit plus remove the mute on plaintiff's account <laughs> just start a new account bro <laughs> yep uh, then they mentioned the t- I can't figure out why he got muted so being a dick probably yep yeah a massive dick the <laughs> likes of which runescape might have never seen before or he was like scamming people or right or maybe like, he was like buying and selling yeah but even then it seems like you get banned not muted yeah i don't know, I don't know. Oh, is it kind of a laissez-faire system on i don't know <laughs> how does how does uh runescape work i'll we'll have to ask uh Cameron. <laughs> yeah, we, I know some people play RuneScape. Be like, how would you get muted? That's not so weird. That's such a fun punishment. Like, we're not you gonna still play our yeah, game. You're not banned or anything. But I'm gonna cut out your tongue. But yes, you, you know you can't talk to anyone. That's it like very like yeah, old fashioned. Like, <laughs> he's gonna find a way to like call himself like Alonzari the Tongueless or something, <laughs> so that people he has like a character. <laughs> Um, this is from PC Magazine. Atari wants to build video game-themed hotels. Uh, the first one is going to break ground later this year in Phoenix, Arizona. They have another one to plan for Las Vegas, and then they're going to do other ones. So basically, they're going to build hotels. They're going to be gaming-themed. They're going to have gaming in it. They're going to be built and have uh, VR rooms, and they're going to have um, places for eSports. So huh. they're going to... Uh, they Phoenix basically seems like an interesting location like cool to place for video gamers to stay. But that's a cool thing. If you have little esports events, you get a little get your room there and play in the same room. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I wonder how they'll do. I it just it's interesting. I feel like a select enough, few are there amount enough video of gamers, gamers to fill. Wait, am I muted again? I guess. I'm fucking muted Ooh, we again. We talked about this what, hey, 2 weeks ago? Hey, Everyone's played hey, games. Hey, look yeah. at me. Look at me. Why isn't it? Oh, we can't hear Neil again. What the fuck? Oh. 
My God. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Neil the Tongueless, <laughs> you've been muted. <laughs> Not on the podcast. The the, the audio version just going to hear me going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they they can hear you doing that live too. <laughs> oh, we just can't hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, well, now we're way past it. What were you going to say? Okay. Go ahead. Go back. Phoenix seems like a strange place to break ground first. Vegas makes sense. Um, yeah, Phoenix is. I feel like the the selection of I, I'm a little worried about the about the uh, exactly how lucrative this is. I feel like the selection of gamers that can pay for mm-hmm. their own hotel room might not even. I don't. What you got to be? What 22, 24 to check yourself into your own hotel room? I've never heard that. I think just eighteen. I no, if it's eighteen, you need to have like a a mother sign off, your parents sign off or something. Really? No, that's not. I don't true. think there's so. no way because I've been Is doing. Is that not it? No, you're thinking of renting a car. <laughs> no, like... I know it's a car, but no, I rented a hotel room when Jordan and I were going to a Dave concert. Maybe we were seventeen though. No, that, that makes sense. Like you're an adult at eighteen. Yeah, you can get a hotel room. Yeah, just doing stand up. I they would let me check into my yeah. hotel. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything about that. If you find something, let me know. But I've never It's eighteen it. it's eighteen. Hotels are eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that'd be such a weird thing. Um, so I don't know. It's just a it's a weird demographic they're going after. Yeah, well, I mean if you can get whole esports teams that makes sense, but like you were saying, everyone plays games, but to what extent do you wanna be like, I'm gonna go stay i'm going to las vegas can't wait to stay in my hotel <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it depends on like what the thing is is there games in the rooms is there yeah, like is it just like here's your fucking shitty atari that we made in 2018 yeah i don't know what it's gonna be like um, the but, vr room sounds interesting yeah um they're also planning a retro theme console um that's just a little side note at the end but uh so at the end of the article, I list the other ones. Las Vegas, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, Denver, Austin, San Jose. <clears throat> okay. Well. Areas where there's a lot of space. Take a trip to Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's not far. So, I was surprised not to not see New York on there, but it's probably hard to build things in certain places in New York. It's all kind of... You'd have to find like the perfect area going out of business to jump in and be like, now it's ours. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's probably true in most cities. So. Oh, interested customers can sign up at AtariHotels.com. So if you want to you check can, it out. You can already pre-book your room. Uh, let's see. Let's see. As you want to go on a little trip. Atari <laughs> Hotels. Ooh. Atari Hotels' first ever video game theme hotel is coming. It's not What's the, how, much, how much does the, the honeymoon suite run me? Um, <laughs> you have to sign You can only sign up to be a member right now. It doesn't Ooh, look like get your you Radisson points, but only for the Atari. Yeah, it doesn't look like uh, you can actually book a place yet. So, interesting. All right. Uh, Game Goose Retreat 2020, or yeah. 2021 more likely. Yeah, we're going to... Let's go to Vegas. Phoenix, <laughs> yeah, if the, if the Vegas one is open. The Phoenix one, I think, is supposed to break ground later this year. Now, if I walked into a beautiful hotel uh-huh. like I don't like it looks like a, a GameCube or something <laughs> <laughs> or the design's pretty cool I would uh, recommend looking up the design by the way 
and they're just pumping fresh pure oxygen into it uh-huh. and you just you're just on like you know the bellagio floor but instead of slots and 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 the craft tables it's it's our it's a giant arcade mm-hmm. with with uh, I, I don't know that'd be kind of cool yeah i mean it'd be cool yeah i think it'd be cool it depends how much it is that's true like and what's in it like is it gonna be like dave and busters or is it gonna be like special stuff like i don't know we'll see we'll is learn. there a water slide <laughs> Yeah, you know. Is this like a Great Wolf game. Lodge? Or is it's this a like wolf. a... It's a Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's okay. go to Great Wolf Lodge. We should, that's what we should do. No. You don't want to go there and hang out with all the families? <laughs> Fuck no. Let's, yeah, let's go soak in some piss. Maybe when you have three children and... <laughs> I remember going to the Great Wolf Lodge when I was and a kid. Paying and being like, this is the best. This is the height. Of luxury, <laughs> like what? Why Dan not... just walking around in a robe at the Great Wolf Lodge? <laughs> Seven-year-old. I was like, "This is the. Why don't we stay here all the time? Like, why don't? Why do we go anywhere else?" Come <clears throat> on, apple juice set. <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of Great Wolf Lodges. I didn't realize oh. that. Oh yeah, and there's just there's just people in tuxedos at this gaming <laughs> place walking around with Mountain Dew on a pewter platter. <laughs> <laughs> it's in champagne glasses. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I see it now. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. You're in now? You're changing your tune, aren't you? <laughs> I'm in. I am. I'm in. Neckbeards as far as the eye can see. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is our last one. This is from CNN Business. Video game company urges players to avoid Plague Inc. game for information on coronavirus. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> right. yeah, I did, yeah. On Reddit, I think it was like our teenagers. Like, I plugged in all the symptoms of the coronavirus. It looks like we have a 70% chance of making it through this. Because <laughs> like, I ran it 10 times. And <laughs> so basically, um, the let's see if I can find the uh, Endemic Creations, the maker of the game, has basically told people um, to stop using the game. Uh, it says, now the company is warning people to seek information on the disease from official for- sources rather than relying on its game, Plague Inc. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you don't know, I'm sure you do. Uh, the coronavirus is in Wuhan, China. I think we, that's how it's say it. I don't know. Um, and it's spreading through Asia. And there's a couple cases in the U.S. I think four in the U.S. so far. Germany, Japan. Yeah. So, and they're kind of having a hard time because I can't, to my knowledge, I can't figure out where it came from. So, like, usually when there's, like, some kind of sickness like this, it's named after an animal because they know, like, the avian bird flu or the swine flu. I thought it was a bat or something. Was it a bat? I think they thought some guy ate a bat and got sick. Ate a bat? Oh, like, on purpose. Like, that's something they eat there? It didn't just know, crawl into Ozzie, his mouth. Is it Ozzy Osbourne? No, he was just You eat 17 bats every night in your, or every year in your sleep. He was just walking down the street practicing opera. He went to hit the high note, and all of a sudden, there was a bat. The bat was blinded, didn't, couldn't see to turn. He thought yeah. it was a cave. Yeah. Yeah. No, he couldn't hear because he was singing opera. <laughs> My dumb American brain was like, you don't eat bats. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. They might eat bats there. <laughs> I don't know if it's even a normal thing to eat bats there. Maybe it's just some weirdo guy who's yeah. like, hmm, bats. bats. I'm sure they, there's got to be some place they eat bats. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure there is, but I mean, people eat I'd eat a bat there. if it was cooked. Yeah, it's not really that weird to eat like anything. 
I mean, I mean, you get weird viruses when you eat weird shit, but (laughs) that's true. (laughs) When you eat chimpanzees, that's how you end up with AIDS. (laughs) When you eat them, that's how AIDS. Like the story is, is that yeah, someone ate a chimpanzee, and Mm. that's how AIDS broke the barrier into humans. Chimpanzees eat other monkeys, man. Or HIV, I guess, made its break into humans. (gasps) (laughs) What happened? Google bat soup. Oh, I think I've oh, seen I've that. I've seen soon. that, yeah. So, uh, someone wants to know the weirdest meat we've eaten, and I think it's a great question. They said camel. Snake? I See, I wouldn't do snake. I think alligator is probably the weirdest one I've had, and that's not super odd. Shark, Alli- snake, alligator, turtle. I've had turtle. I've had ostrich. squirrel. Ostrich. Squirrel. Yeah, I've, I've had, had squirrel. squirrel. I've never had ostrich. I've killed a squirrel and ate it. Yeah. Just yeah. straight up. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> next virus coming to you, bro. <laughs> the squirrel wow. virus. A rabbit. Uh I don't know, probably ostrich there. or some kind of snake. Oh, yeah. I had a cricket taco once. Ooh, that Ooh. sounds good actually. Was it good? It was, it was actually pretty good. I mean chocolate covered ant. Yeah. They make like bug flour. Yeah. Like ground up cricket flour. Interesting. Supposed huh. to be really good for you, I'm sure. So People that's what we're all going to be eating in 50 years: just ground up bugs. Yeah, because so. there's no more sun. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, no more land to grow food. Gotcha. It's all been yeah. <laughs> submerged. <laughs> Anywho, so they said uh, really, it's probably going to be more. There's no fresh water to grow food. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so the company said that the game was designed to be realistic and informative. Um, but it is not a scientific model. It's not a... <laughs> so, also, I'm not sure if this mentions it. Or accurate it simulation. Somewhere else. But basically, so many people were playing it. It became the number one game on Steam for a little bit. And so many people were playing it and tried to download it that the whole website for Play Gang got shut down. Basically. They DDoS'd it. Yeah, on accident. Because everyone was like, let's see what happens if we pretend to be coronavirus. So... <laughs> And then yeah. they just said go to official forums, and they linked to WebMD, right? Yep, yep. Make sure you know don't don't freak out. So we'll see. I wonder. But now you know this came out, and I was like, oh man, I played Play Gang once. It was fun, and then I wanted to play. It. So like this is. I don't think this is going to stop them from getting more traffic. No. Um, Would you say out, viral marketing? We'll be back after this break. Oh, not even a chuckle. Hey everybody, welcome back to Game Goose. Uh, what we're doing now is we're doing a little thing called Taste Breakers. Uh, we have all... Taste um, Breakers! Taste Breakers. We've all given each other a game uh, that we that is we would have avoided otherwise. And game that we think that someone would like aspects of. Uh, Neil is going to do his today. Clint and I will do ours on a separate episode. Uh, but we had Neil play Final Fantasy X. So I'll yes. just have Neil take it away to start, and then I'll I'll. Well, no, Dan, give later. me your give me your merits. Why why did you? Because you can ask me the same thing because yeah. I picked yours. So yeah. why, why what about this game? And you know I'll get into why my tastes don't match up. Yeah, but why would this break my taste? So Neil hates Japanese games. 
I mean, okay, not Japanese games. That's not true. It like that. Well, Neil hates any game that has like Japanese, like any kind of anime style JRPG uh, kind of Neil stuff. Neil hates the Japanese. Yes. Okay. Well, the no. Okay. So anything that's anything that has like a Japanese, like I'm trying to describe like culture aspect to it. You know, I don't know how to. Can you? Help me out here. Okay, we like, can't I, be using the word culture either. No, no, not the, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like, because there's obviously like a Japanese style to it. It's not Western as opposed to, do you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I need words. Quinn just staring at me. He's not helping you. He's not He's helping me at all. makes me look even more racist. <laughs> I know, I would say it's like Japanese video game culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you in, don't like their that style yeah. of like writing that mm-hmm. style of animation you don't like the kind of tropes of Japanese games mm-hmm. someone in chat did say Sekiro but that's not that kind of yeah, it's, it's an I'll anime style that. basically that's kind of translated into games you know like the writing is very similar to anime the, style, the voice acting is similar to anime what are you what talking about? Sekiro? No, 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 no. Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh. I'm saying Sekiro is, does not match the things that Neil doesn't like. It's... Yeah, well, and it's not a JRPG either. It's yeah, a yeah. action kind of mm-hmm. whatever you call those kinds of games. So I knew, knew Neil would not like that, which is why kept him away from it. <laughs> Side note, did those aspects of Zelda Breath of the Wild bother you? Being a big fan of the game, did they bother you? No, because there's no dialogue. Really, okay. I mean, and the dialogue I mean, that they Zelda do write talks is, a lot. And the dialogue that they do write is very lore-ish. It's very ancient times. It's not filled with. What do you? What do you? What do you think of the characters of Breath of the Wild, like Mifa and? They're definitely they're definitely they're caricatures. They're cartoons. I mean, not the more <laughs> serious people, but. Not like the Guardians, but uh, I, I don't know. They they don't fall into... They're so stylized that I don't see them as anime. And they don't they don't necessarily act like it. <laughs> okay. I don't agree, but if that's how you feel... No, all four of them are just straight-up anime tropes. Yeah. The, the bird guy is like mm-hmm. just straight-up like, I'm, I'm the cool guy. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna but act like Zelda. I hate you, but I'm really just like too cool for you. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is probably I, the most anime Zelda there is. Exactly. I think yeah. Zelda kind of flies under my radar because it's been such a big part of my life that mm-hmm. I kind of just see it and I love it, and I kind I, I I separate it. So you let from it go. That, but but in the more recent one, I definitely see what you're saying. Okay, so I knew Neil wouldn't like that, and that's why he avoids it. What I thought Neil might like, I picked ten because ten is my favorite Final Fantasy. I haven't played a ton of them. Uh, it's the one I played the most when I was a kid. Um, what I thought Neil might like is as the battles go on, they get little, they get harder, and they become more strategy. So you can only have three people in your party at a time. Um, however, each person is good at a certain thing, and the enemies are weak against a certain thing, and you kind of have to swap people in and out depending on the battle. So, did you play the remastered version? Is there a remastered version of this one? Yes. That's so what I that's played. what Neil okay. played. And so I, this game originally came out what like two? Danny just texted me at two thousand. She said two thousand, but it wasn't two thousand. It was two thousand one. Okay. Yep. And I probably played it around that time when I was a kid, um, and then I got the remastered version last year, and it has ten and ten two and ten two something else. Ten two X or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but ten, I never played two. So, um. 
But I thought Neil would like that aspect of it. The other part that I really liked that I thought Neil might think was interesting was the leveling up system. It's very cool. Um, every character is kind of like a, a token on a board, and you get to kind of choose what they level up in depending on what path you take. So if you played long enough, you could basically make your warrior a mage if you could get him all the way over to the mage side. So I thought that was a pretty interesting aspect yeah. that Neil might like. All right, Neil. Now, now tell us what you thought about it. Okay, so we've established my my dislike of all things anime or JP, JRPG-esque. Um, Sekiro, which uh, Carl mentioned in chat, and Monster Hunter World are two Japanese games. And, of course, Zelda, mm -hmm. as we've established, are two games that I'll happily admit to loving. Um, neither of them come close to to really being JRPGs. I guess Monster Hunter World, in a way, it does kind of have... But they, these games are also both hyper-realistic. You're playing humanoid characters that look like humans. They're not... I mean, they're obviously animated, but they don't look like cartoons. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy has a much more cartoonish look to it. Yeah. Um, uh, so... Uh, Final Fantasy is obviously, uh, and when I go through my review, I, obviously you're allowed to like whatever you like. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a massive success, uh, huge gross grossing franchise, and also as a gamer, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Mm -hmm. So as a member of this podcast, I felt like that was kind of a huge uh, blind spot for me. So I was I'm I pretty excited. Either. Okay, never played well, I've never played any of them. Huh. I've played. I started playing that one on the Stadia recently. The All of fifteen, yeah. And that's way different. They kind of got away from the turn-based stuff. Yeah. So I wanted Neil to also play like one of the. Well, no, he doesn't yeah. like turn-based games too. So. Yeah, which is <laughs> I don't know, but he does. He can't. Oh, he Divinity, he, but and also like for the king, yeah. So like for that. the king, Divinity, uh, XCOM. Um, Pokemon to a lesser extent, but yeah, so I was actually uh, on top Pokemon's of... Pokemon's probably closer in the battle style than Pokemon's probably the yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> on top of me wanting to, you know, play this game that's such a big part of our culture, and also uh, on top of Dan's recommendation, I was pretty I was actually pretty excited to start playing it, and uh, now about like 10 hours in, um I, I've got to say... Ten hours in? Yeah, ten. Yep. I, I was played. looking at the uh, stats on that. I'm totally... T my save says played for, like, just shy of ten hours. The Xbox says you've played for 17 minutes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's, that's totally untrue. Because <laughs> at first I was like, 17 minutes? I was like, Neil is about to bullshit us? I was going to start asking no. you, like, characters. I was like, so, like, an hour in, you know when the lizard people come? <laughs> um, I played... But it does I, say you are 20... Make it shut up. It does say you are 22% done. There's no way that 17 minutes of it is 22%. Yeah. So, I don't know why. Uh, after 10 hours, I have Final to say... Final Fantasy Gate. <laughs> holy, one of the most uninteresting games I've played in the last <laughs> 10 years. Um, I'll give it this. It is a remaster, um, mm -hmm. and it is a game that came out in 2001. That yeah. said, it is widely considered to be one of the three best Final Fantasies mm -hmm. games. It's gross some billion amount of... Or million, like, a lot of money. Uh <laughs> I just had the stats and I lost them. Um, 
so it's obviously it's a beloved game and mm-hmm. i kept i i looked through ign reviews they've reviewed the game because it's come out it's like the skyrim of jrpgs has come out like seven times for different fucking systems and they yeah. keep reviewing it um they all love it every yeah. time um and i have to say as a remaster um the cutscenes look snappy mm. um the textures are definitely better there's a sync issue with their mouths but i don't know how the game was dubbed um but sometimes they're just like words when their mouth isn't even moving um uh, and these are all these are all story and aesthetic things. Um, but honestly, like uh, there's there's no redeeming factor to this game for me. Um, <laughs> the it starts out um, maybe in the first two hours, you are going you are heaped with nonsensical story. You play as Titus. Oh, let me let's see. Uh, Oh, where's my? Where we go? Um, where's that thing I sent you, Dan? I thought oh, I had that right here. I can send it back to you. Okay, the first ten hours of Final Fantasy X uh, play like a professional athlete's fever dream, where they simultaneously have to save humanity from continuous mass slaughter while also leading their underappreciated team to an underdog championship vi- victory the likes of which the world has never seen. So Clinton's so, never played a Final Fantasy, so he doesn't know that a big part of Final Fantasy X is... Is this sports game called Blitzball, Blitzball. which is basically like soccer? Under, underwater soccer, but you use your hands to throw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this like the... Unexplicitly, like for no reason at all, everybody can breathe underwater in this game. Everybody can breathe underwater. They yeah. never explain that plot hole away. Sometimes it's not a uh, pothole very, at that point. If you if everybody can yeah, do it. Okay. in this world, everyone can it's breathe underwater. Unremarkable in this world, so no yes. remarks on it. Um. So yeah, you start off and you you play as Titus. Uh, this mm. this he's in Kingdom uh, Hearts, isn't he? Titus, I believe so. <clears throat> on that yeah, kind of first uh, island, I can't remember Kingdom Hearts. So he's generic blonde anime boy um with the weirdest fucking clothes um but anyways <laughs> they always uh, have weird clothes yeah, but it's super weird he's got like a he's got like a red strap cage around his arm and uh, i don't know anyway so you play as titus who's in unaged i don't know he's probably around 18 he is a legendary uh blitzball player on the island of xanarkin um he follows in his father's footsteps uh whose name is jecked um who was who was the blitzball player of blitzball players and titus got some major daddy issues they did not <laughs> get along and he he will he doesn't call him anything but oh my old man do you mean my old man my old man oh my he just doesn't stop saying my old man and uh uh, That's what I call so, my dad, and I have no problem with him. I've never heard you my say man? my old man. <laughs> I don't I go. Call my... <laughs> that is true. I can I start. Pops. Pops. Uh, but uh, yeah, so your your father Titus, or sorry, Titus's father Jacked, has disappeared ten years uh, ten years ago mysteriously, uh, and they've they've named a bowl game in his honor and wouldn't you know it you his son titus is playing in the championship game that day this is how the game opens 
Um, while you're playing in the game and breathing underwater and being awesome at sports, yeah. Um, inexplicable. It's been like this entire time. It's been like decent score. Like the score is really good. I'll give it that. The the blitzball game starts and it's straight up American deathcore. Just like <laughs> just like it's like the Doom soundtrack just comes into underwater soccer and they're just, they're letting her rip. People are getting blasted out of this water ball into the stands. There's no safety nets. These guys are just hitting concrete hard. And so it's more Titus, like polo than, than soccer. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fully submerged polo. <laughs> and it's totally violent. And Jack has had this super legendary kick where he flies out of the water ball and he does a sweet <laughs> spin in slow motion. And then he comes down and he kicks it like really hard. So Titus goes up to do this this kick. And as he does it, he rips camera a pans, hole in space time. Uh, Yes, yes, that's exactly. Well, actually, um, while you've been watching this game, this super edgy looking figure is walking around rooftops in a cloak and standing on like gargoyles, and the wind is blowing. And he just always, you know, just Batman angled. Yes, he's (laughs) Japanese Batman, and he's always angled away from the camera. And so we're like, "What's up with this guy who looks kind of evil?" And then it goes to him, cuts to him uh, in the middle of the sweet aerial kick and and he's looking at this giant like tidal wave coming towards the coming towards the city like massive tidal wave like it's already kind of swallowed up the city and it's coming close to the arena but he's so edgy he doesn't need to warn anybody <laughs> he just watches it happen uh and this wave hits while you're up in the air doing the sweet kick uh chaos 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 you get knocked over um <laughs> everybody's running people are getting washed out like death definite death happening everywhere titus wakes up and edge 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 guy is at the stadium entrance he's like hey kid and apparently he's your dad's friend uh so what's his name again his name is uh wait the kid name or edge lord edge lord batman oran what is his name oran uh, so you're walking down the street and Did you say his name was what? Paul or Ron? John or Ron? I don't get like it. Ron. Oh uh, <laughs> or Ron. <laughs> or Ron. It's Oren. Oren. That's how we should say it. Yeah, uh, it so yeah, you're you're walking around and the the water has destroyed everything. And then it takes about, okay, so you've done nothing but walk from a boat to the stadium in about 20 minutes, no, 25 if you count the opening title sequence, which takes a whole bunch of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> over a beautiful score, though. Again, I'll highlight the score is good. Um, I think that's a highlight of a lot of Final Fantasies. Is the Great music, music, really. And a lot of JRPGs uh, in general. So, about 25 minutes in, the tentacle monsters show up. Um, honestly, I thought I'd have to wait longer. I'm glad I did. Um, so, these giant tentacle <laughs> things start getting shot out of what this tidal wave is 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 now revealed to be some aquatic titan monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shoots tentacles, much like Cloverfield, only Cloverfield was after this. 
it shoots this giant tentacle into the into the into a building and then it like sprouts out and all these tiny little bugs fall off and they start attacking people and they get in your way and you have to fight them but what are you gonna do you're a blitzball player you don't you don't know anything about fighting but good thing Oron just has a giant fucking sword handy <laughs> and he just gives you this and says hey this is from your father who's been gone for 10 years i thought you might need this today and i didn't man. tell anybody this was gonna happen i could have saved everyone uh but no i'm just gonna hand you this sword so then for the next 10 minutes you you friggin you just cut through you're learning it's a combat tutorial mm-hmm. sure but you just cut through weedles in the grass. It's just mm-hmm. random combat for what fucking feels like ever. It, there's no there's no strategy to it. I'll give you that. It does start slow. Yeah, you just attack, or or you can use cheer, which increases the defense of everyone in your party. But mm-hmm. who the fuck is gonna use defense curl or whatever it's called? You you only, everybody only knows tackle. You're just going to kill him. Uh, so, yeah, you go through that. Eventually, you get, like, an ultimate. This part's pretty fun. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different ultimate, and instead of just pressing the ultimate button, everybody has, like, a different mini game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Orans is, like, you get a quick, like, combo. Like, hit all these buttons in the order. Like, you know, combo breaker. And that's fun. And the better you do on the, the combo, the more damage you attack does. Now, the problem with these is once you use them, you're like, oh, great, I got my ultimate. They don't tell you how to use them. There's no ultimate tutorial. It's just, here's the timer. Here's what you have to do. Go. Yeah. So the first yeah, the first time you use them for every character, you're kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. But it's the same for the whole game, so eventually you know. Yeah, it just yeah. takes a bunch of trial and error to figure it out. Yeah. Um, they take a while to come back, though, which is kind of sad. Like, oh, okay, I just wasted my first ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Uh, but anyways... Eventually, you fight through enough people, and you're at the end of the bridge, and Oran just knows this was all going to happen. And then you get really close to what he is now calling Sin, which is this aquatic monster, and his giant, his giant gaping, I don't know, eye hole or vortex opens up, and everything's <laughs> getting sucked into it, water and buildings and people and cars, and Oran's just like, it's time. It's your story now. Like, straight up hero syn- syndrome. And he's just like, go for it. So you get sucked up into sin, uh, and you fall down in this ruiny place. You don't really know. No one's around you. You're um, underwater, and you're breathing in the underwater, right? In this part too. You are you are underwater. You're <laughs> yeah. breathing. You crawl out on something. You're in a ruin. You're walking around, and then you get attacked by a monster. And then luckily, someone saves you, and it's the BDSM police, and they're there, oh. and they're out there in their <laughs> leather, and they're fucking. They're leather harnesses, and this girl couldn't be a day over 16, and you can see every curve and inch, and she's talking like this, and it's super uncomfortable, and she's hitting on you, um, and her her boys, her men friends, who are much bigger than her and look much older, respond, she is queen, or something. She's the leader, somehow. Fine. Girl power, but she looks like a 10-year-old girl. Um, she speaks your language. The other people don't. They're foreigners uh, of some sign. And then they take you prisoner. But she's, like, super happy to meet you. The other guys are, like, roughing you up and dragging you across the floor. And they put you in, like, the brig on their boat. But this girl just won't stop smiling at you. And she's talking to you. And it's this weird mix of, like, friendship and light human trafficking. <laughs> and 
Yeah, and then you get to know these guys for a little bit, and then Sim comes again, knocks you off the boat, and then you wake up on an, on an island, and then within the first hour of the game, you have restart, you have started the game three times, and you have to meet a whole new cast of characters, uh-huh. and it's super taxing, and my brain was doing, and it was, it's just too much. I mean, it it rivaled the beginning of Metal Gear. i will say the beginning is slow and it doesn't start a lot it's weird because i forget about this when even when i started it again i was like i don't remember any of this and then eventually you get into like a flow a couple hours and you're like okay yeah the beginning is a little much but it's just like it's a lot of freaking story it's a lot of freaking story and i will spare you guys all from i'll spare the rest of the story i will talk about gameplay now Mm -hmm. in the next wait 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 where does this story go from here? <laughs> I want to hear more. You wake up in the water face down. I'm just still not convinced you've played more than 17 minutes. <laughs> He's definitely more than 17 minutes in, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. You wake up uh, under, you're, you're floating in the water. Uh, Do and you have... your, face is, your face is underwater. You're, you're not on your back. You're underwater. And then a blitz ball hits you in the head. And instead of being in total panic that you've woken up in a, after, a, after a fucking apocalyptic event the second time after a run-in with a titan, instead of being worried about that and screaming help and trying to figure out what has happened to the world and the people you love, you go, ha! And you do a sweet blitzball kick that your father that you never loved taught you. <laughs> and then these guys are super impressed with you. And they're like, yo, you need to blitzball team and help us win this tournament that we've never won because we suck. So who you meet, his name is Waka. He's a blitzball his player. His name is fucking Waka. As you, but who is he voiced by? Is it Tito from Rocket Power? <laughs> <laughs> Because it sounds like Tito from Rocket Power. I fucking shoobies. Um, I don't think that he played him from Rocket Power, but I am surprised that you don't know who it is. If it's not, is he from Rocket Power? Wait, no. who was the Hawaiian? Who was like the Hawaiian uncle? Was that? Yes, but the, you're going off of what he looks like, not anything <laughs> of what he sounds like. No, he he has he's got the he's got like a Hawaiian. <laughs> vibe to him i'm so surprised i would love clinton if you could get like a clip of waka talking and then see if everybody else can get it final fantasy yeah waka speaks waka speaks no i don't know meeting waka meeting waka since toxin got to you but you're still alive praise be to yemen all right any thoughts no idea it took me a second, I guess, after a while, but hearing it for a minute, I was like, oh, yeah, of course that's him. And I looked it up and I was like, yeah, it is Joe D- John DiMaggio. And if you don't know the name, you know his voices. He is Bender. He is Jake the Dog on Adventure Time. Marcus Phoenix. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But I uh, thought it sounded like Jake the Dog. I was like, is this Jake the Dog? And I was like, that's the guy who plays Bender. <laughs> and then after you hear it, you can't unhear it. He's doing... Uh, so fucking John DiMaggio pulls you out of the ocean. When you should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, can I just say the voice acting in that clip was 
awful. Yeah, it's I mean, fucking it is, terrible. I mean, it is two thousand one. We gotta remember that. That doesn't make. Well, come on. Cartoons have been what? Voice acting was an art by then. Yeah. In games, you should. Voice acting is voice acting. Yeah. Games don't have an excuse for being that bad at it. Uh, I don't know. I think medium, that was pretty on the point. The medium does for, not affect the performance. I feel like at that point they weren't. It wasn't great. <laughs> like before. I guess there was like Final Fantasy VII. Was there even voices in that, or was that all text? I have no idea. I've never, played, oh, yeah, one. never played one. Yeah, that's it. So I don't. <laughs> I don't think voice acting was like on point yet. Like even Halos is pretty bad. Yeah, which is also two thousand one. I'm just games have no excuse. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> that's how you feel about it. But. It's just like bad voice acting, though. It's okay. not like the sync or something is off. It's just. There's you just think the, the, the direction is bad gotcha. and the like fair fair. <laughs> it the just seems like bad. it seemed like it was wait. one person recording lines in a yeah. room by himself, and then another person came in <laughs> seventeen days later and recorded, which lines is probably what happened with two different directors trying to get different things out of them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it, just wait until you have until Titus meets the young girl summoner around his age mm-hmm. who this Yuna? I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get Yuna, I'm not gonna get the summoners, but each island has a summoner and mm-hmm. they can summon giant giant beasts to help them fight and, and they're gonna aeons. defeat Sin. What do you think yeah, about summoning gonna, the Aeons? Do you think that was fun? Uh, it's, no, it's fucking awful. You go from <laughs> you go from having so you can summon this giant fight. It's cool that you can summon a giant monster in the middle of whatever fight you want. Mm-hmm. But you go from having a party of three, like Dan said, mm-hmm. uh, where you, you know, everyone has a specialized kind of circle of affectedness, and then all of a sudden you summon this giant monster, and you get rid of your entire party, and then you just have one big monster that can only do one move a turn, and it's frankly not that exciting. Hmm. Uh, he only has one attack that hits everybody on the team, so if it's not a 1v1 battle... Um, then did you not? So you must not have gotten to the part where you start to upgrade those monsters. I've leveled him up a little bit, but no, not much. Gotcha. He There's... only had he had like a basic attack, a sonic attack that hits everybody, and then he could do all the types of magic. How many monsters did you end up having? Uh two. Okay. A, a bird and a wolf, I think. Eventually, yeah, because that eventually becomes like a whole other strategy. Is like you just get a menagerie of shit using those monsters to like stall the other. You know, yeah, the the fight and things like that so yeah so when you meet yuna and there's definitely some romantic uh some romantic feelings there then they start bringing in this awkward laughter when i feel like they, <laughs> that is super annoying yeah. when they don't it's know really what bad. else to write uh-huh. titus just goes ah ha ha ah ha ha and then she goes wait wait did you, so wait, I have a question is this the part cause... louder and louder and then they're just laughing maniacally together because is this the part though because I think he's missing the plot point where they're both really scared because you got to give them what the, the story of the summoners is so the summoners go on this pilgrimage to defeat they do it twice what? Who does it twice? Oh, the, these do, people, yeah. This awkward laughter thing. But so, yeah, she goes on... She's got to go from temple to temple on mm-hmm. even, every island and play, and pray for the protector's blessing so eventually they can go to the final mm-hmm. I- island and summon 
the final island being the ruins of Xanarkin, because what I've forgotten in all of this is that Titus woke up a thousand years in the future and everything he loves is dead <laughs> and nobody believes he's from Xanarkin. Yeah, yep. But instead, he plays Blitzball. <laughs> Which is still around. Still around. Yeah. Which, which is their only they entertainment, and now power. they worship everybody as deities. It's staying power. <laughs> it's like jump rope. So maybe you haven't gotten to this part, Neil, but they reveal that when whoever, whichever, there's a bunch of summoners, and they're always like, "We're going to be the one to defeat Sin." You can never truly defeat Sin. Every time Sin dies, he comes back again ten years later, <laughs> and the summoner has to destroy him. But in the process, the summoner also dies. So you are leading Yuna to her eventual death. So there's like a scene where they're both upset because Titus is like, I don't know if I'm going to get back to my time. And Yuna's like, I'm going to die if we win. <laughs> so Titus is like, well, when I feel bad, I just laugh because it makes me feel better. Because everything's no. okay when you're laughing. So then they laugh, and it is very awkward. But it's supposed <laughs> it's to be. Supposed to be awkward. It's supposed to be awkward slash adorable. I think <laughs> it's mostly awkward. Uh, the other, the other. But I just wanted to put that into context and not just laughing for no reason. <laughs> The other advice this fucking hormonal teenager gives to Yuna after realizing that upon completion of her mission, she will die is, mm -hmm. you know, when I get really stressed, I just don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, it just depends, though. Of, just don't think about just, it, you know? Just, yeah, just you, forget. Although I think you, you have a, do it. Although I think you have a choice of what to say, which is like... No, I have no choice. Okay, because there's definitely moments where you have choices on later on where you can start to fight the party and be like... We shouldn't do this to our friend. She's gonna die. <laughs> Just like, like you can start to take stances later on because like there's also Kamari, who's actually my favorite character. He's the giant cat person. Um, he's dope, and he's Yuna's protector. So like his job is to get her. everybody's job. I can't remember what they're called, guardians or something. Basically, you can become a guard. You Titus becomes a guardian. Everyone's job is to get her to the end so she can summon fights in and fights in and destroy die. Him. So Titus is like, at it's some point, years. you can start to take a stand and be like, "We shouldn't do this." How that works out, I don't know. I've never been in the game. <laughs> I've gotten like twenty five yeah. hours in because it's fucking glorified Pokemon battles. <laughs> it's harder than Pokemon. It has a better in story than Pokemon. Of no, it doesn't. Just what, because the story is complex doesn't mean it's good. It's definitely a better story than Pokemon. The story of Pokemon is... A I want to be the very home. best. Yeah, there's not a story to Pokemon besides the fact that maybe Team Rocket is there. I'll, I'll say it's on par with Pokemon, then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... What was I just going to say? Um, and Oren knows something, but he won't reveal what it is. Like, he definitely is being... Yeah, that's why. Well, is just... this bitch is this bitch upset about being thousand years in the future? We don't know. No. He's very mysterious, There's, and he's kind Oran of a dickhead. Oran shows up after you've come back to life three times, fucking already. Mm -hmm. He was there when the world ended, and apparently he had been in your life. He didn't like come out of nowhere. You knew him really well, and then he shows up a thousand years in the future. Age changed none, and you're just like, <laughs> "Yo, dude, how'd you get here?" <laughs> Um, to fill in more of the story, I don't know how far Neil got. Did you get to the water scene? No, we're done with the story. I'm done. No, with I just story. want to know if you got to the water scene. It's, uh, 
No, I did not get okay. to the water scene. There's a water scene where Yuna and Titus eventually kiss, like in a pond, and yeah. I, I watched all the cut, the yeah, cut scenes. I it's know how it ends. Fa- oh, you do know how it ends. You can tell me. It's famous because at the time, like the cut scene was like really good graphically, <laughs> and so like it kind of became like this amazing like thing at the time, and they've kind of redone that again. Like the cut scene is really beautiful, and you get it achievement is. for making it to that point because <laughs> it was like a famous like yeah at, like magazines were like we need to talk about that scene in Final Fantasy X, you know. And um, again, throughout the entire thing, when it went to a true cut scene, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I watched a, I watched a string out of all the cutscenes, so I figured out how it ends, and okay. it's just fucking bonkers the weird Uh, twist is that sin is actually your father (laughs) and you actually find that out pretty i found that pretty early yeah yeah, pretty early Um, Um, so do you defeat him with your signature blitzball kick oh that'd be great that would be great uh the other big twist is that when doing the final summon the mm. summoner dies doing it and then inevitably the summoner who did it summoner did it becomes sin Oh, so Titus um, is wait. So just for the story, because I believe Yuna's father or grandfather killed Sin the last time. Is yes. what we were told. So he didn't then. Uh, he did, and then he becomes Sin. Wait, so Titus and Yuna have the same grandfather? No, Titus's dad's Sin is so far removed. He's a thousand times oh, ten right, years, right. or thousand divided by ten, hundred years, hundred versions of Sin back. Right, right, you're right. Sin, yeah, sin. The sin that destroyed Titus's first home was his father. Gotcha. Oh, and in this whole thing, like Yuna's part of like this church, you find out the church is corrupt. Well, and you yeah, have to it's fight. a Japanese you RPG. To, the church to, is always corrupt. <laughs> so you have to start fighting like these priests and stuff, and then you become like rebels in like the whole. Is there world is there a JRPG where the church isn't corrupt? I, I would be interested tell you. to know. I, I and don't, I don't tell you <laughs> i don't you know, you have to play JRPG. every jrpg yeah. and tell me if you find one without oh, a corrupt my. church i would lo- i would love i would actually love to like just kick it to the limit and like someone <laughs> send me the weirdest fucking one you have yeah. um and then you know what actually neil might like more than final fantasy i didn't think about it was final fantasy tactics because that's more like it's just yeah. fire emblem I, yeah <laughs> i want i want to throw in what i think has made the turn-based games for me mm-hmm. uh out of all out of all the ones i've mentioned are is an element of movement gotcha a grid a grid system which this one does not have did you ever lose a fight did you ever find a fight that was challenging and you had to figure it out did you yeah ever i lost that? i lost a fight but in the worst way possible it's just like oh i didn't I didn't heal in time, mm-hmm. and their tackle is stronger than my tackle, so I guess I'm just going to get out tackled. <laughs> uh, and then I'll go back and do it. And it has fucking random encounters. It's not... Yeah, random encounters. I mean, that's an old school JRPG I thing. I know it's old school, but it's so fucking annoying. It can get annoying. Um, uh, and then did you get... You got to grind up, though. How did you feel about the... Oh, the yeah, grind is real. I got to a point in the game where I was like, I have to go back and grind, and I don't feel like it. And that's when I quit. Um, did you enjoy the leveling system? Did you find that interesting? I found the leveling system to be interesting for a second until mm-hmm. I realized that yes, yes, you can go everywhere, but in leveling up, you get spheres that you need that you spend to uh, to unlock these nodes that would give you abilities or stat increases. 
Um, and then you also get these points that allow you to move your token, if you will, across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, now, wherever your token is, you can only unlock the thing, unlock the thing you're on, and the thing to your left, and the thing to your right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with that, you can only use the abilities that you are adjacent to. Mm-hmm. So, if you unlock cheer on the second and third nodes, and now you've leveled up six times, and you're way over on the other side of the board, board you can't use cheer. It's a totally different move set. Which, I. Really? Because I think once you unlock them, you just have them. Uh, I couldn't. Hmm. All right. I don't know. I, I feel like as you unlock stuff, you just get to keep it. Because that's like same when you met. You met. I can't ever remember her real name, but the woman with the big boobs. Lulu. <laughs> Lulu. And her just for you viewers, her when she when you win a fight, whoever gets the last hit does like a little like yeah woo. Yeah. If it's Lulu, she just puts her elbows together and leans into the camera. Yeah, it's pretty. And she's and she's holding a teddy bear that she winds up and it attacks people. Yeah, because the teddy bear like holds her elemental power or something. I don't know. No, she she casts her powers with her hand. The teddy oh. bear just she puts on the ground and it runs and it hugs an enemy. And she, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, here I'm just gonna. So here, now that I've gone through my recap, here's Mm -hmm. the notes I was taking on the fly, and we'll see how it lines up with what I've said. Uh, Note number one, side boob. All the side boob. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Started in ruins. Uh, Opening title sequence over credits, of course. Athlete, question mark. Am I cloud? Question mark, question mark. Death metal sports. Tentacle monsters, 20 minutes in. All right. I'm Jackson. Sin Waterball? VO seems disjointed, uh, like it was recorded in separate locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, outfits. It's color. It's colorful BDSM world. Clunky ass menu system. Health bars are weird. Uh, did she just save me, smell me, knock me out with a punch to the balls, and then leave? Uh, <laughs> this, this, is, this is BDSM. Riku. Her name was Riku. Riku, this is, yes. Yeah. Uh, pretty cheery about being a captive slash labor slave and teaming up with the ball kicker. Uh, the fuck am I doing in this underwater machine slash ruins? Does everyone have gills? Did I mix? Did I miss that expository workaround? And then I stopped taking notes. Uh, did you do? So you did the temple. You did at least one of the temples. Then yeah. Yeah. Did you Two enjoy the puzzles in it? No. You move one ball to another ball socket and then. <laughs> In putting that ball in a socket, you have taken a ball out of said socket and placed it somewhere else. And then you need to, it's just ball management. It's those, awful. Those get pretty hard. And you the, can't, and you can't put the ball on the, on the ground. You gotta, mm. you gotta find a socket you for your ball. You in the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Those get, those uh, get pretty challenging later. And I don't it, know if I like it or not, or if I just want to move fast. <laughs> it's yeah. I had to look uh, up a couple of them later. In, Meanwhile, at any save point, you can fuck mm. off from the apocalypse and just go play a play a friendly match of blitzball. And I don't love your team. I don't understand blitzball at all. It's weird. <laughs> um, like I don't understand how to play it. I, all the yeah. way. Uh, the other, the last thing I'll say is uh, the combat. Typically, having two to three fighters mm. on either side. 
boils down to glorified Pokemon battles with basic attacks, buffs, and un- and an unorthodox linear effective linear effective effectiveness mechanic. For Not magic to be a here. dick, but Final Fantasy is older than Pokemon. Pokemon's glorified <laughs> fantasy battles. <laughs> yeah, I, what I think Pokemon came to mind because you know fire beats yeah. grass, grass yep. beats water, water mm-hmm. beats fire. Makes sense. This you got you got two lines. Mm-hmm. You got. You got fire and ice on one side, and you have water and lightning on the other. Yeah. Fire beats ice. Ice beats fire? Yeah. Water beats lightning. Lightning beats water. Yeah. There's no crossover between them. No, not in this one. So whoever, it's, it's, it's. It's and it's stupid. There needs to be it needs to be a triangle. It needs to be balance. This is my more my ice is powerful than your fire on this turn. And then when you hit my ice character with fire on the next time, it will also be super effective. It can't go both ways. Why not? You're cold. You're hitting the hot. You cool down the hot. You're and hot the hitting hot. the cold. You're heating up the cold. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Logically, I, I don't. I don't like it. I the water like and the electricity. It. I think what you were doing was you were coming in with the knowledge that you've only played one JRPG, and that being Pokemon. And so you want and, it to be like Pokemon, to some extent. I uh, yeah yeah. <clears throat> I guess I I didn't realize how turn based the fighting was going to be when I got into it. Yes. I didn't. I guess I didn't. I didn't expect a a menu. A menu smorgasbord with stats I didn't understand. The menu and... can get a little clunky, but I think the menus. You've yeah, got yeah. menus for everything. Your Aeon, each character, what mm. they're wearing, their skills. There's a lot of uh Your Blitzball team, each blitzball player that you've never met and don't fucking care about. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of equipment and like equipment management and stuff. A lot of equipment management. So, I will say that... You're going to still avoid these kind of games. This one did not break my taste. (laughs) And it has further solidified my opinion that these games are not for me. (laughs) Fine. That's fair. That is fair. What elements? Sorry, just to break it down. The elements you didn't like were Let's turn-based. Let's go with what I did like. Okay, just That's the elements that you did like. Uh, decent remaster. Good music. Um, oh, I did. I was gonna give props to. It is interesting that you can you can switch your teammates out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, I need I need Yuna for this. Or I need Lulu for this battle because she's magic and there's a magic user there. I need her out here. Yeah. So I'm just gonna swip her, swap her in for this. You don't lose a turn. You get to keep going. And she gets to attack immediately. I thought that was pretty interesting. Swip her, yeah. swap her in. And that was it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and then the music was good. Yeah, you said that. Um, but, good remaster. Okay, okay. Yeah. I like you can switch people in and out of battles. Yeah. Good uh, music. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. It it's it's kind of like I enjoy watching terrible movies. Mm-hmm. All of my enjoyment came from how bad this game was to me. <laughs> That's fair. Again, I'm emphasizing to me. You are yeah. allowed to like this game. 
I think it is hot garbage. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, All right, Clinton, you had the trivia last week. What What was was, your question and what was your I had two of them. What was the, uh, uh, what do you call it, arcade game that's made the most money. Right. Which was obviously Pac-Man. Yes. Uh, and then I asked how many tetraminos shapes there are. Oh, yes. I forgot about this. I was just playing Tetris before I came. Really? I forgot how many Over. I said. I think I said seven. It was an odd number. There's a new Tetris on for phone, so I was playing it. Nice. I think there are... <laughs> Wait. You got L, L, Z, Z, square, line. I think there are seven. Uh, what are the two I'm missing? L L Z Z square line T. T T. That's it. I think that's it. Seven. Seven, Seven of them. Boom. Nice. All right. Nice. Nice. Uh, Neil, what is your trivia question for today? Uh, uh, Square Enix obviously makes Final Fantasy, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you knew this. They also make good games. Um, what <laughs> is their second highest selling franchise? The first, obviously, being, being Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Oh, Square Enix, second biggest one. I don't know. Do you have a guess? I don't ever look at. <laughs> I don't ever Who's look at developers? Uh, developers. I feel like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can't. I can't even think of what else they do right now. I'm blanking pretty hard. Um. Okay. Yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts could be a good question or a good one. Oh, they also do like Tomb Raider, Just yep. Cause, yep, Chrono Trigger. I doubt that's not really a good. Dragon Deus Ex. So second, I, I, it could be. I don't. I think it's. I feel like Tomb Raider might be more popular than Kingdom Hearts. So I'm gonna say Tomb Raider. Clint's going Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll find out next week. Uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, all that kind of stuff. If you're listening, you want to watch every Tuesday. We go live at 8 o'clock at twitch.tv backslash games foul with a W. And if you are watching, you want to listen, uh, we are on every place that you listen to podcasts. If you have True. anything you want to say, you can email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com and we'll chat it up with you. Uh, Clinton, before we go, anything you want to say? Uh... Yeah, when you get the last hit on an enemy, push your boobs together and lean the camera. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I have to say, you know, you try to you try to introduce somebody to something new and <laughs> they just resist you. <laughs> I think it's a great I think it's a great victory tableau. Yeah. Yeah. To just just make your boobs look big and yeah. lean into the camera. Lean into them. Uh, they're also there's they're being held up by mat. Her dress is being held up by magic because there's just no way that. Yeah, it's a strapless dress. Yeah, uh, Neil, what do you have to say before you go? Send me your weirdest Japanese RPG, please. All right. If yeah. it is affordable, I will play it. <laughs> I am interested to see what that would be. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>